Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Robin Washett, 7.30, uh, some news for Nebraska basketball, possibly, at least maybe some news there, there's a guy in the portal from South Dakota State that might want to come home, you never know, Baylor Shireman from South Dakota State, that'd be a nice addition for Nebraska, not saying it's going to happen. You're big on the Dakota guys, aren't you? Uh, I am, uh, because they perform and they care, they have a little, they have a little care about them. They work harder and smarter than some other guys. What? It's just true. I know you don't like the Summit League. You, you think it's a little, you know, it's a little podunk league, but they got some good players there. I, I, wait a second. What have I ever said about the Summit League? Well, what have I ever said? I've never even talked yes, about the you, Summit Yes, well, that's one thing. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah. I've never talked about the Summit League, Jacob. We have one Baylor Shireman fan in this room, and that's me. Right I don't, I've never seen him play. Well, I have. I have. I he's, want that guy. Is he taking Nebraska to the promised land? Yeah, well, he could take him to a few more wins at least. <laughs> 47% on threes last year. Oh, I'm two. sure he's good. Where's he from? He's from Aurora. Aurora. He's from the state. Aurora. Aurora. <laughs> he was a good quarterback in high school. Good, obviously, a good basketball player. Okay. Looking well, forward we will to ask it. Rob. Yeah, we'll talk that. to Rob about Baylor Shireman and the potential of getting him to Nebraska. Gus is on the scene. Gus is here. Gus has a hat on today for the first time. That means he's probably was running a little late this morning. It's my assumption. It's a beef jerky hat. Well, I know, but he doesn't wear a hat very often. No. Gus, you know, Gus has good flow over there. Got a haircut recently. Yeah, what is it with our all? I know. Like, think about our. Well, last, they're young. They're young. Think about our last three. EPs, Big Sky, yep, Flow, Flow. Who did, what? Who's the actor he looked like? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, think Alec, young Alec Baldwin, Gus. That's what Big Sky looked like. Okay. Then we had Harrison, Flow, Flow, a young Tom Petty, a young Tom Petty. Do we have do we have a Gus comparison yet? I don't have celebrity. a celebrity. Uh, Yes, Bob Saget. Yeah, yes, a young Bob Saget. There it is with the hat. Yes, I think without the hat, I couldn't tell you that. With the hat on, I see. Do you see Bob I Saget? Saw, I for sure see a young Bob Saget. Nailed that one, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, there that's it pretty is. good, man. Yeah. You get that pretty quickly there. Yeah, with the hat on, he definitely the haircut. He definitely looks more. Yeah, like with Bob the long Saget. flow, I don't see Bob Saget, but right now the hat, shorter hair. Yeah, I'll go with that. Thank you, Jake. I'll go with that. Oh, I appreciate that. Dang, that, you actually we're on the same page. It's rare, but there it is. This early, uh, don't pound it's amazing. On the desk. No, please don't. Four zero. Does that, does that do anything? Does well, it it's just computer. Well, I, I'm worried about the computer getting messed up. Yeah, that's, any, I think any, that's, any sort of surprise attack on the computer could could affect it. I'll keep that or the mind. board. I'll keep you that like mind. you like to you like to pound the table when you're making a point. We can just we can just you know. What? Hypothetically, pound the table, pound some air. We used Boom. to have a cowbell. Boom. We used to have a yeah. Bell. The cowbell is still here somewhere. Get to go find it. Who brought that in? 
That was um, you'll remember. No, no, that was Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, listener Brandon brought in a cowbell years ago for us, and let's stop, yeah. let's stop the small talk. That's fine. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. Last night, Scott Frost spoke for an hour with the Husker Sports Network on a variety of things. Um, He's going to ask me what stood out. Well, I, no, I, 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 I didn't listen. I read the report. I read things that happened. I, I guess I, I found interesting. I guess maybe there is a the, – the way I read this was there was kind of a slight at Ryan Held in there, former Nebraska running backs coach. He said the running back group needs to get more mature, and I think he said that Brian Appleboy has brought that to the table. Disciplined. Yeah, disciplined. So I, I don't know if you want to call that a shot at Ryan Held or just – a compliment to Brian Applewhite, but uh, I, I kind of, I caught that with, um, I read that and was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Regarding Ryan Held. Yeah, that's one thing. I listened to it, um, read the report. I was struck by. <laughs> what are you struck by? Come on. <laughs> this Ireland thing is, he clearly is, and, and this is, this is appropriate for the situation that, he made it pretty clear that this is a business trip. They're, they have, I, he essentially said we have one or two outings planned, but we got to beat, but we got to beat Northwestern. That's yeah. This is not a sightseeing tour for Nebraska. This is it this, is for me, <laughs> and maybe you. I'll probably do more of that than you think. I don't know that I'll go out into the countryside. Maybe I'll I, drive you out there. Oh, you'll drive me. Out yeah. There. I'll take Ireland. you to the countryside, show you the show you the beautiful country of Ireland. Take me to a golf course. Yeah, I will. It was I found it interesting. For instance, the headline on the Husker Extra story. Okay, the headline on the Husker Extra story made me chuckle. Scott Frost says Huskers seek to make minor changes, not drastic changes. So hiring five new assistants does not. That's fun. just minor. It's no big, no big <laughs> it, deal. No, what's interesting, he, he does elaborate on it. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a little fun with this. It's, I thought it was interesting hearing him say that. Sometimes I wonder if coaches are just messing with us, you know, just messing with us collectively. I often think that they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, in, in this case, maybe he's – now, he did say Nebraska kept its recent spring camp, the one that just com- was completed – quote-unquote, ridiculously simple <laughs> to help accommodate Mark Whipple and the three new offensive assistants. Now, they have three new offensive assistants, um, four new offensive assistants, plus Bill Bush. Um, now, here's what he said. Now, this is I, – I fu- now, serious talk, okay? This is a quote from Scott Frost. If you believe you're doing things the right way, which we do, I think drastic changes are a mistake. Tweaks are what you need, Scott Frost said. Not being stuck in your ways, but looking for ways to improve, ways to do things a little bit different. Now, this is what I mean by sometimes I think coaches are messing with us. At one point during the spring, he said, we're in the process of, of combining my offense with Whipple's offense. Now, that's not a tweak. Would you, is that a tweak? Depends how differently they are. Yeah, if if they're on if they're on the same, they, I can't. They're not that much different. I can't assume. Okay, all right. 
So uh, that 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 I'm okay you're, you're with. You're being reasonable. Yeah, uh, that's me not being and pessimist. Hey, the, listen, you hear that? That was not pessimism. That was strange, almost. That was not cynicism. That was actual, you know, optimism. Okay. Well, it's not optimism, but you're being reasonable. Okay, you're fine. I'll reasonable. be reasonable, but I, I I think that's I'm probably being a little unreasonable. See that that feels like I I kind of agree with that's a little bit of a tweak there. Here's what he said. Continuing on in this vein. We can't change the basis of what we do and how we do it because I've seen it work before. It has worked. It will work. It does work. Part Okay, I'll wait till you're done typing. I'm listening. I, I, I caught that. I, I caught my ear there. The, this is what he said. Um, we can't change the basis of what we do and how we do it because I've seen it work before. It has worked. It will work. It does work. Mm particularly as close as we were in almost every game last year, we're always looking for one little way to get that much better. Major drastic changes probably aren't what you need. I, 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 now, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they made drastic changes. This offseason? Yeah. yeah they, they hired four new offensive coaches. <laughs> and, a, and a new assistant in Bill Bush. Yeah. That, now, I thought that was drastic. Uh yeah, uh, the the offensive side was drastic. Now, the the way I could say maybe him being saying it's not drastic is the fact that is the offense going to operate a similar way? It, it's going sure. to be different people speaking that you know speaking teaching and coaching the players. Right. But if the play the play calling, if if the general offensive sets aren't aren't that much different, then I I guess I understand what he's saying by. It's just a tweak. Tweaks. It's a tweak instead okay. of a major change. You're not going from, you know, what they were doing last year to running a triple option attack. That would be major drastic. That would be drastic. Yeah, that would that would you know cause a lot of changes in the off season. The biggest change in the program, Frost continued, was offensive line coach Donovan Rayola, who has done a wonderful job already of teaching new aggressive coaching style to a relatively experienced group of linemen who'd had the same position coach for four seasons, who's in the process of teaching a new aggressive style. Okay, not drastic. Maybe that's – are we still going with tweak? I, I mean, uh, my, my <laughs> question – Are we still going with no, tweak? The question I have is, is, is how how much different can an offensive line perform from a year I to year? I appreciate your you being reasonable. Like it, for us to say, oh, they're going to go from a soft offensive line to a line that pushes teams around. Like what 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 makes that happen? Is it just a coach changes the way they operate, or is it their mentality? I mean, this is where it's a mentality thing. This is where our amateurism shows. Neither of us have coached. I've never coached the offensive line. I've never, I've never been big enough to be an offensive lineman. Right, and I'm. But there is a different, there is a different philosophy right now, where in layman's terms, Austin's approach was probably less aggressive and more apt to to avoid mistakes. Where where Donovan is more of a fire off the ball coach, which can get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, I mean, if you if you miss an assignment. The gap is it's going to be more presentable. Yep. Um, whereas with Austin, it was a little more cautious approach. That's a that's one way. To I, do yeah, this. I, I do would you say, understand. I'd what I'm say saying? this though: um, cautious did not work with this offensive line. 
No, it, it did not work. No, in Frost. So I guess why why not be more of the Rayola style where it's aggressive? Uh, because whatever happened last year, the last couple of years has not been sustainable for success for the offensive line at Nebraska. Right. Um, I'm going to get to some more here. Um, but but I, I again. Oh, I, interesting. I I'm curious to see yeah, the offensive line again. We like I said, we didn't see a lot in the spring game. Um, they weren't great in that game from what we saw. But like you know, it was still two hand touch in the first half. How much can you learn if, if it is actually tackle football? Probably a lot more. Okay, of the quarterbacks, let's stay on offense, Jake. Okay, let's stay on offense. Just tangle with me. I'm tangling. He said quarterbacks Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy both have talent um, and like to compete. Um, but Nebraska doesn't want to just crown somebody the starter until he has earned it. Um, he, but, but Frost said taking full command of the offense is hard for a quarterback to do until there is a starter. Um, I That was Sam, Sam McEwen's story. Parker... Parker also wrote a story. It took a little different angles. It was interesting. Um, but the quarterback – I want to get to the quarterback discussion here. Hold on. The quarterback discussion, Frost is not – he's not crowning anybody. He did sort of portray it as being open. Still, a, you know, still a competition. Which is what the way, is what I like, by the way. That's the way I think it should be done. Instead of just if if Casey Thompson hasn't earned it in the coach's eyes, why name him? I'm I'm always interested in that conversation because people raise that. Yeah, I mean our our assumption is that he's the guy, but yeah, you're right. If, if they're not saying that right now that he's the guy, then then maybe they're not that confident right now that he is is miles or he's better than Chubba Purdy or whatever else or, they have. Or maybe they just want him to earn it. Now, getting to your staying on the offensive side, getting to what you said about Applewhite, this is exactly what Frost okay. said about App, about Brian Applewhite, the new running backs coach. Um, this is what Frost said, quote, that room needed some discipline mm-hmm. and needed to improve. He's done a great job recruiting and has done a great job with that room. The, he also said, "Doesn't I catch your attention? I mean, the, the, yes. to say that they that room needed more discipline. Needed discipline. Yeah, I mean that that sounds like oh a, a hello to Ryan Held, basically a little bit. Yeah, the it previous does. coach yeah. there. Yeah, I'd say it does. Also, what got my attention. I'm sure this will get your attention. It got mine. Frost said he thinks the results of adding the five new coaches this offseason will show on the recruiting trail. Quote." I don't yep. know what to make of these. Yeah, I saw this one too. We got a lot better as a staff from a recruiting standpoint, Frost said. Okay, that's good. That's good news, bad news, right? Uh, yeah. Did you? Why did you need to get a lot better? Or why did it take so long to make a change exactly. to get better? Yeah. If it, that's if what it, I guess. If it needed, that's try, that's what if I'm it trying needed to say. big improvement, why didn't it happen beforehand? There's another quote from him that fell in that category. In terms of special teams, Frost said among the things he didn't like in 2021 was he didn't think the Huskers had enough offensive players running down on kick coverage and helping overall. Now, that seems like something he could control, right? Yeah, uh, you sure could. That's something that's that's not 
difficult to to make to implement or make happen for your team. Mm-hmm. This is now. I I I just want to stop and say this too. I appreciate that Scott does this, that he takes an hour to explain a lot of the things that we have questions about, right? He he, he took an hour. Did did he do possible? It's required. Did he do a (laughs) what's required? There's no way he just did this out of his goodwill. This is required. Okay. Uh, Did did he? Give enough information that people can be satisfied. I think. I mean, what? I don't know that there's anything missing. Now, no, we haven't talked about what he said about the D line. Um, he said it's no secret our numbers are way down on the D line. He said I really like what we have, and I love some of the young guys, and we're returning a couple of veterans. That's probably an area where we'll be looking for a little help, and if we can find it, great. Um, if we don't, we like what we have. And I, I, now listen, listen, it's interesting. The numbers, we always talk about the numbers being down in the interior line, which they are scholarship numbers, personnel in general, just not enough bodies. Right. Also, he noted frosty noted that they only have four scholarship edge players, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, Blaze Gunnarsson, Jamari Butler. They usually have seven. Mm. I mean, if I were to follow up with Frost, I'd, that one of the questions I'd ask him. Now, okay, we can do this. Follow up from last night. One thing I definitely ask is why are your numbers down in the interior and your edge rushers. Why? Why do you only have four edge rushers on scholarship? Well, you know what's interesting is that he he mentions that the new guys on offense to help recruiting out. But this, this is defensive we're talking about. You, you got your, your guys back. Tuioti's obviously gone to Oregon. Right. But you still have the rest of your guys back defensively. The, and if you have a short you – know, if you, you've got a shortcoming there at edge and also defensive line, then – I mean, that that's that's your side of the ball that has the most returning coaches. Yeah, I don't understand, quite understand it. Now, now, on the bright side, on the bright side, when you talk about these guys, okay, bright side. It may turn out to be okay up front, and here's why. Can you stay with me? Right now, like at the way it is, or yeah. with guys coming if, in? If they would get Devin Drew. Okay, from Texas Tech. Right, and and Jake, I don't mind saying on the air, we're on the air, right? We're on, we, we are on the air. Yeah, we're talking to other people, too. I don't mind saying this on the air. I think they're going to get Devin Drew. I, I'm not going to say I'm, I will be surprised if they don't, but I – it's trending in the right direction that Devin Drew, is, they have a great shot of landing him. Does he, ever, does he have other suitors right now? That's what I would I'm ask. I'm sure he does. But Devin, yeah, because he's 6'2 and 290, and he's played, played every 25 game. games at Texas Tech and had 34 tackles. I would imagine he'd have some suitors. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 I hope so. I think – now, why would you think he doesn't? Oh, he's, you're very your skepticism sometimes the, is a little. I, I brought it back. Ridiculous. There. I brought it, yeah. I brought back the cynicism there. I, I just haven't. Heard, I I've looked at Devin Drew. I haven't, I haven't heard a ton yet regarding interest beside, from him from other teams. You have no earthly idea whether there's. I, again, interest I don't or not. Not every offer. <laughs> not everything's. Not all the offers are out there all the time. Right. Um. Anyway. 
Okay, so stay with me. And if, you know, O'Shawn Mathis, you got, I'm saying 50-50 shot, O'Shawn Mathis. Okay, now that's, O'Shawn Mathis is 6'6", 260. Blaze Gunnarsson is 6'6", 265. All right. I think, you know, they've bulked up Garrett Nelson. I think you can make it work with these bodies. And, and again, you need 300 pounders up front, but they, and they do have a few of those guys. Um, they are short of, they are short of depth, but if you're playing a four, three, which they were playing predominantly four, three last year, you just need two. You don't need three, three down linemen in a three, four, two down linemen in a four, three. You understand? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're putting your edge guys down in a four, three, but they're still edge guys. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe you just got, you're just going to have to be a little creative, but it doesn't seem as code red to me because of Gunnarsson, because of Gunnarsson's kind of rise and size and got to stay fact, healthy. Yeah, true. Hasn't happened yet. And the fact, and the fact that I think they're in good position with Devin Drew. So there you go. All right, let's get a call from Vince in Napa, Vince. California at 402-464-5685. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? I'd say fine. Um, it's nice to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Nice, to, Always nice to talk to you guys. But as far, I mean, as far as, you know, the defensive line depth, I mean, I see it like this. You know, you, okay. I mean, you want – I mean, to me, regardless – of uh, you know how you how you feel about the guys we have coming back. I mean, I think ideally you want to get Mathis and Drew because I think <clears throat> some of the best defensive lines at every level of football um, they have one thing in common. They have a they have a consistent seven or eight man rotation because when you keep rotating fresh legs, because offensive lines don't really rotate fresh legs in, whereas defensive line guys do. So as a result, when you rotate those guys in. It ends up it ends up wearing that offensive line down, especially if, especially if we're talking about the pass rush and also you know just saving you know saving your starters from getting beat up in the run game. And um, but the special teams quote was what absolutely floored me. What's you know, that? it's like we didn't you know we didn't have enough uh, guy you know offensive guys running down kicks, and it's like well uh, that kind of should have been figured out a lot earlier. But <clears throat> but what you guys are talking about as far as offense is concerned. I go back, I mean, I go back to 03 and I go back to 08. If you think about it, in 03, when Bo brought, who was the court, was, was it, uh, was it Barney Cotton or was Frank still the coordinator? No, um, no, no, no. Yeah. In 03. Uh, Frank had anyhow, surrendered those, mm-hmm. no, Frank had surrendered the play calling duties to Barney. Got it, okay. Well, anyhow, I remember the offense back then, it was, you know, there was, there was concepts of, you know, marrying an old offense with uh, some the new you were bringing in conceptually, and when Sean Watson came in with, or and, and then when Sean Watson was kept by Bo Watson, I remember conceptually kind of uh, implemented elements of the spread in the run game, but in the pass game, kind of kept some of the same concepts as what Bill Callahan had. So, again, to your point, it's just all a question of you know how different is it if it's you know. Somewhat different. I think you can make it work, but if it's drastically different, then you're looking at a learning curve. But what I take out of Riola, you know, the quote regarding Riola in terms of, uh, you know, aggressive techniques, I look at it more as, and I go back to a few tweets that I think it was Rob Zadiska that 
put out more than on more than a few occasions last year. He'd talk about how the linemen would they would have good technique, they would follow through their on their assignment, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't finish their but they wouldn't finish right. their block. Finish. And I mean that's the biggest thing that I take out of it. Okay. I don't look at it necessarily as just strictly fire off the ball, you know, <clears throat> going all over going all over the place. But it's a matter of finishing your blocks, and that's where. And that's where I'm going to recycle an old Lorenzo Neal quote that I that I gave you guys last week. Uh-oh. Okay, Lorenzo Neal. Who's Lorenzo Neal, by the way? 16-year NFL fullback, probably one of the best. Uh, well, at least at least one of the best modern fullbacks in the NFL. He was Agreed. a great blocker for okay. four different teams. Okay. And um, so, anyhow, Lorenzo has this quote of, "That's where you get well when you get off the ball. That's where you have the mentality of." If we can't get along, we might as well get it all. <laughs> there it is. So he liked your bloody knuckles concept, right? Yeah, and you and, and when you finish those blocks, right. you finish them with bloody knuckles. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Appreciate it. There goes Vince God again. Bloody it. knuckles. <laughs> all sorts of energy. It's, it's four thirty out there. <laughs> I mean, it is four thirty in California, and Vince is just fired up. <laughs> That was so I hope you all can attack your day in your lives like Vince attacks his at 4.30 in the morning in California. It's 4.30, <laughs> it's 4:30 out there. He's just yelling into the phone. He's talking about Lorenzo Neal. <laughs> Fire off the ball. Bloody knuckles. If we're not going to get along, we might as well get it on. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had energy at 4.30. You have fine. There. Your energy. And not at 4.30. Oh, you don't? No, I'm asleep at 4:30. You're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we need we need a little bit of uh, brevity. No, what? we need some water in this conversation. Some cold water. What's going on? From wet blanket. Oh, here. hello. Wet oh, blanket. yeah. Wet blankets here on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers text line. I didn't think we were being overly optimistic. Four six four five six eight five. He says, <laughs> "Here is some historical context for this conversation. It took a total overhaul of Osborne's defensive recruiting." and philosophy to move the program from 9-3 and three to a national championship. Nebraska is currently a 3-9 and nine team who's lost six multi-year starters on defense, a four-year starting quarterback, and a top three-round NFL offensive lineman from last season. Does this look like a program that, that's a tweak away to you? Can you ever name a 3-9 and nine team that got worse on the defensive line, and became a better team. This is absolutely code red. Interesting. Wet blanket. Wet blanket. It's not a bad point he makes, and I, I. It's it is. It's sort of interesting when you go back to what we we're saying at the outset about it raised my eyebrows that he said we don't need drastic changes. <laughs> we just need tweaks. Now, I now it's now now I read it. The I mean, where I was coming from is it? I thought I thought they did make drastic changes. So now 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 it's going to get really convoluted do, if, do, we're, if we're not careful here. Does the tweaks just come now in terms of like what's coming? What's what's next for Nebraska? You don't need drastic changes the rest of the offseason. They made they made yeah, drastic they, yeah. changes already, and yeah, now I, it's just yeah. Tweaks. I suppose the no. hires were the drastic changes, no, and now. No. But like I said earlier, no, are, that's are, not what he's talking are about. they running that different of a system than what they were previously? See, see that's now, what I ask there. That now we're in this this sort of territory that we're 
well, first of all, we haven't seen it because what we saw during the spring game wasn't representative of what it'll be. Me and you are not on the same page on this. I regard the marrying of Frost system with Whipple system as a drastic change. Hmm. That's that's my take. That's on and it. I'm not sold on that. Well, you're marrying like a West Coast system with a spread, which you can do. You can't. You can do that. Yeah, and you people sure do, do that. it all the time. Absolutely, that's it's not that bad. Right. Um, I don't, I view that I view that as somewhat of a tweak. Okay. So I guess I'm on board with with that quote. I'm on board more with the the line of thinking that wet blanket has has thrown out there that <laughs> I appreciate him thinking at that level in that context isn't this a program that does need drastic change three and nine 15 and 29 yeah well the, the, Osborne made changes right. not at 15 and 29 he made changes when he was never lost fewer than nine Drastic change. Well, I never lost. Yeah, never lost fewer than three. Always one nine. Always one yep. nine. Always one nine. That's what I meant. Yeah, you know what I meant. Yes. Um. So, I, yeah, wet blanket makes a good point there. If anybody wants to, I guess, argue in favor of that being acceptable, I mean, you could just say, well, last year all the losses were very close. They were close. You did not get beat by thirty-five points against teams. Every right. Michigan, the playoff team, you, you should have beat in Lincoln. That Ohio State in Lincoln, you, you nearly beat Ohio State. Very good team. Yeah. So in in theory, you were close. Yes. Against the no. best of the best in, in rea- the In reality, you were close. You were. Yeah. Not just in theory. In reality, both reality and in theory, you were close. <laughs> right, right. You're being strangely reasonable. Uh, isn't this point. weird? Yes. It, I, I'm not comfortable with it. I know. I know. I'm usually I'm the one I, that's no, I like here. It. Throwing gasoline on the fire over yeah, here. Yeah. No, you're being reasonable here. Now, this is, I like it. I like the discussion, though. I like what wet, bl- wet blanket tossed out there. I I don't know that wet, I agree that it's code red. It's April. Um, but, but, but I see where we'll he's see, coming from. We'll see where. He's concerned. Let's see in a month from now, May 26th, where we're at with the defensive line and additions there. And then we'll see if we're a code red still or not. It's fun to talk about this stuff. Frost, by the way, says he's rewatched every game from last season 50 times. I would counsel against doing that. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's, not, it's too much losing, too many close losses. That's, it's not healthy. He said the current develop. One more thing. I know we're going really long, but yeah, I got, like it when we do break. that. Okay, then when we come back, we'll discuss what Frost said about the current developments in name, image, likeness, um, and how he feels about it. We can do that. Fine. That's next. An early break (laughs) on the ticket. (laughs) 